0: WTLA North Syracuse, WSGO Oswego, w 249 bc Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. Can we review our status here, sir Let's look at this thing from a, uh, from a uh, standpoint of status. Can't go backwards. Can't go forward. What am I going Hey, what happened? You have nothing better to do at 3 o'clock in the afternoon?
1: Lisa, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way.
0: This
1: is a great day. A really great day. All across
0: CNY, it's the 315 with Brian Higgins. Halfway home, here's what's
1: happened so far. All right, what have we done so far? We've uh, obviously talked about Tamar Hamlin. It, no real updates with his status under than It sounds like things are trending as positively as they can trend right now, but it is going to be uh, and going to remain being a slowly trending situation here. Uh, for the time being. And we talked a lot about the uh, basketball uh, game uh, last night. The last eight seconds were, were just cackle-inducing in their loopiness with both teams turning the ball over in a one-point game. Live ball twice in the final eight and a half seconds. Just mind-blowingly wild, but uh, the Orange will take it. Went down on the road at the um Center. You're not going to give a road league win back, and the Orange win it 70-69 last night. But with that, we will bring in our uh, first guest today. He is Mike McAllister of uh, Fan Nation Q. So uh, Mike, uh, welcome in as always. Um, certainly going to talk a lot of football today. Uh, but I'll just give you the four here. What, what were your thoughts of the Hoops game last night? Because that, 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 that hit my brain in like every conceivable way of like, what in the heck am I watching right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I thought that several times, right? I mean, with Louisville turning it over 14 times in the first half, I was wondering how that was a high major team. Um, and and then the final eight seconds, as you said, cackle-inducing. I think is is perfect. You know, normally after after a game, I can kind of tweet something out like, "Oh, you know, Syracuse won or Syracuse lost." Kind of here's, you know, what went down. And I decided said, "Well, guys, uh, Syracuse won, and, and that's about all I got for you. Is is they won." So um, that, those last eight seconds were crazy. I, I don't know if there was something on the floor and that's what Judas slipped on or if he was just going too fast. And then, um, you know, I, I thought once the ball got into Louisville's hands, I thought for sure they were going to win it. And uh crazy, crazy situation there. Nice job. by Jesse Edwards to poke the ball away from Ellis and, uh, but just uh crazy game all along. The, the whole game just felt weird the whole time watching it just never felt right for some reason. So, but hey, Syracuse escapes with a win. It's better than a loss, and you move forward and throw out the tape and never watch it again.
1: Uh, exactly. I, I don't know if the coaches are going to break that, that that tape for like days and I days, or, or, or just never ever look at it because it was don't look. My, that's what I have said. Like the the importance this week for Syracuse is okay. Take the win. Don't ask questions. Now now go <laughs> make make it look like basketball Saturday against. Uh, Virginia, then we can further forget about it. But that's a thing for another day. But, you know, I wanted to talk to you today, Mike, uh, because, you know, the football roster is, uh, it's not complete for next year yet, but I-, I think we're getting more toward the point where we at least have, a, you know, a pretty good sense uh, of what it's going to be. It would be uh, surprising to see more people uh, leave at this point. I mean, nothing's uh, off the table anymore, but uh, let's start with Jihad Carter because it it never occurred to me, and maybe, maybe it should have. It-, it did not occur to me. Watching Jihad, we were watching a guy that, you know, his next stop would be Ohio State. I was like, man, he's a really good player. Like, he's a very nice player. But I never thought I was watching, you think an Ohio State player, man, that's a National Football League player. Did did you know that this was a guy that that could potentially end up at, at an Ohio State kind of program when he went in the portal?
0: Not necessarily. Um, I was, you know, when he entered the portal and then you started seeing the teams that were involved, the Texas and Ohio State, and those are the types of programs he was taking official visits to. I went, wow, okay. Uh, you know, I listen, I thought, like you said, I thought he was a good player. I thought he was a nice player and thought, you know, he had a, a shot to get drafted with another strong year at Syracuse. And, um, I, I think he's, he's further evidence that, this coaching staff has done a really good job during the Dino Babers tenure of identifying talent in the secondary. They've, um, you know, grabbed a bunch of guys that are sort of afterthought, low to mid-tier three-star recruits that are part of those classes that everyone chastises, that's not ranked high enough, and yet uh, they continue to get guys in the secondary that are really good college players and end up, you know, as as. Professional prospects. You think about the three that have recently gone in, Cisco, Malafonwu, and Trill Williams. And then, you know, Garrett Williams is going to join that group. And Jihad Carter, if he has a good season at Ohio State, he's going to join that group as well. So, you know, in one respect, I think maybe we shouldn't be surprised because of their ability to identify some of that talent and, and develop that talent. But, um, you know, at no point last year was I watching Jihad Carter thinking, "Oh my God, this was an All-American caliber player or a starter on a playoff team type of a player that uh, Syracuse was really, you know, uh, lucky and fortunate to have." I thought he was a really nice player, uh, and I thought he could be on those rosters, but I didn't know that he was going to be as coveted as he was in the
1: portal. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like going back, and again, this was a different guy. He was also a three-star type guy, but Andre Cisco, you watched the play, like, wow. This guy this guy is yeah, he it, popped right away. Yeah, I mean he popped from game one of his career. It's nothing against Jihad. Jihad was a very fine football player. It just sure is. It, it never occurred to me. Now, the other guy that's in the portal of his ilk right now from Syracuse is Deuce Chestnut. I mean, you look at anyone that that ranks these things, that all these rankings, Deuce and Jihad were kind of like next to each other on all, all of the uh, the portal type rankings here for the last month or so. Are, are you hearing anything on Deuce? It, it feels like there's been a lot more there was a lot more news out there on what what Jihad was up to than I've seen about Deuce.
0: Yeah, I've seen seen and heard nothing on Deuce, which if you're a Syracuse fan, perhaps that's encouraging that maybe the market for him isn't as strong as it was for a jihad Carter and maybe that means Syracuse has a chance to get him back. Um, you know, I, I would think that they'd welcome him back if he turned around and called, you know, Coach Monroe or, or Coach Long tomorrow and said, Hey, I want to come back and, you know, be your, your number one corner next year. I would have to think that they would take him given that, you know, he started for two years and been pretty solid for him. So, but yeah, I, I, I have heard absolutely nothing. I'm a little bit surprised by that. I wonder if uh, maybe the offers or the opportunities he's getting aren't what he thought, maybe they're non-power five off opportunities or power five opportunities, perhaps at a uh, lower level considered uh, than Syracuse. I, I, I'm not really sure, but um the fact that we haven't heard anything, there's been no reports of official visits to programs, there's been no reports of offers, he hasn't tweeted much of anything. Uh, it's a little bit surprising to me. I would have thought that there would have been um, some pretty strong interest. In
1: yeah, and the other side is, you know, I have no idea if there was any NIL that went with Jihad going to Ohio State or, or not. but. Uh, you know that that also plays into stuff like maybe uh, Deuce is getting looks from programs he likes, but maybe the the corresponding uh, cha-ching is not yeah. is not the right thing, and who who knows? It, it's kind of weird. Also possible, uh, but you know it, we, we've seen it already this off season with Syracuse of a player going into the portal and and U-turning it and coming right back out of the portal mm-hmm. uh, and going to Syracuse. So it, it is certainly not unprecedented. That was with uh, Jeremiah Wilson, the freshman out of Kissimmee down in Florida. Like I don't get the sense that you know that any like bridges were burned on the way out the door with Deuce. They, you know, I'm not predicting it's going to happen. But if you told me in a few weeks that Deuce you turned and came back to Syracuse, it wouldn't you know cross my mind as like the craziest thing of all time.
0: No, not at all. And I think you know sometimes um, with the portal and and that being the new normal, I think sometimes you have to also understand that it's almost like. Um, when prospects would sort of put their name in the NFL draft to get feedback and see where they're at with Mm -hmm. certain things. It it kind of is the same way. Like, Hey, I wonder if, I'm as desired, or if there's NIL opportunities for myself, if I were to enter the portal, see what opportunities are out there, and go, you know what, maybe the grass isn't greener, the opportunities weren't maybe what I thought they were, or I'm just not getting a good vibe, I'm going to go back to where where I came from. You know, I, I think a guy like Deuce Chestnut could do that. Now, everyone that enters the portal can do that. But sometimes I think that there could be a little bit of feeling things out, seeing what opportunities are out there, and then ultimately making the decision. It stinks for Syracuse from, from the perspective of you want to know who's coming back, and so there's a little bit of being left in limbo there. But um, you know what? Almost every player is like that with the coaching carousel every single offseason. So the players now get to do that back to the coaches.
1: Uh, yeah. And, you know, I I guess if you're a coach at this point, right, you, you kind of just have to almost accept that as the next step of things. Right. I think what you're saying that players are going to use the portal as an evaluation. They may find out that, you know, the grass isn't greener and, you know, even though you don't have to, like once the player goes into the portal, there's no guarantee of a scholarship. Like it feels like if you're the coach taking a guy back that you like as a player in that situation is probably the right decision more often than not.
0: Yeah, I would think so, and and again, it depends on the player and the situation. And if you look at the due situation, you know if he calls tomorrow and says I want to come back, and Syracuse says okay, great, he's going to be penciled in as one of the starting corners, right? I think that everyone's going to pretty much expect that going into spring ball. Whereas if you had a guy who was you know maybe third string, uh, maybe he makes that call and Syracuse doesn't say sure, we'll take you. They say sorry, right. we we already gave your scholarship away to another transfer, so. Um, you know, that where you stand within that program that you're leaving is, is going to play a part of that as well.
1: Uh, Mike McAllister is our guest. We're kind of trying to make sense of what the uh, Syracuse football roster is going to look like uh, coming back next year. I don't know if there was a ton of surprise with either of these two statements, but we officially learned yesterday that both Caleb Okachuku, he's coming back for his sixth year, and Marla Wax are coming back and have officially uh, declared themselves in for Syracuse football next year. That, that's got to be a load off the mind of uh, Dino Babers right now.
0: I would think so. We know the defensive line depth was a pretty big issue for Syracuse uh, this past season. So they're trying to address that through recruiting and in the portal and junior college ranks and all of that. But uh, if you can have a guy who was a starter for you last year, you know, had seven and a half, eight and a half sacks, last season, whatever it was, and uh, I thought was snubbed, at least not being all ACC honorable mention, but, uh, you know, a multi, uh, starter, multi-year contributor, knows your defense, knows your system, knows the program. Having that guy there uh, back another year is certainly helpful. We know Marlo Wax is an incredible talent. I think he's, he's a future pro. He's going to have a shot at, at the NFL, and uh, he played pretty well middle linebacker and plays the Mikel Jones in the bowl game. So if, if he can come back, now you've got an opportunity where he can either stay outside if someone else emerges uh, in the middle or can slide into the middle if, you know, perhaps uh, Caden Bailey, who, who showed some flashes during the bowl game, if he's ready to step in as a full-time starter or someone else, him and Stephon Thompson are going to be two of the better linebackers in the ACC next year. So you feel pretty good about the leadership and the returning veterans that you have going into
1: next year. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think that answers the question. Like, okay, is Marlowe is he going to take over that role of Michael Jones? And I, I'd say uh, the answer is more likely than not yes, after we watched yep. what happened in the... Uh, uh, in the pinstripe bowl, all right, Mike. Uh, of you know, there there been what now five? I, I think it is transfers that have uh, come out of the portal into uh, Syracuse. Uh, what what do you make of that group? And uh, how much more do you think there is volume wise of what Dino's looking to get out of the portal for next year?
0: Well, I, I like what they're doing in terms of what positions they're addressing. So they've they've got an offensive lineman. Uh, they got a. a Defensive lineman. that grabbed a couple of, of defensive backs, and you know the defensive backs. It was clearly in response to Jihad Carter and, and Deuce Chestnut entering the portal. You grab a couple of uh, young former elite recruits from New Jersey that are uh, coming to your program and uh, have a potential to, to come in and make an impact right away. I think. That's a really good job, about as good as you can do if you're losing Chester and Carter and and how you replace them. That's about as good as you're going to do. You bring in, um, you know, Braylon Ingram from Alabama, who had injury issues at Alabama. Um, He was medically retired there, so certainly there's concern um, with, with his health. But if he is healthy, you know, he's a former four star recruit, elite defensive line recruit. He's a big body, he's over 300 pounds. I know Syracuse fans clamoring all year for more size along the line, he certainly brings that and, uh, you know, had the reputation of being an athletic first quick step type of a defensive lineman. I think he could have a big impact if he can stay healthy. And then, you know, they're losing Matthew Bergeron. So bring in a guy like Joe Moore, who can, um, you know, potentially step in in one of the tackle spots next year uh, with 40 plus games of of experience, even though it's at the FCS level, but you know it's still an experienced guy. That's that's a good guy to bring in to bolster your depth up front. So I, I think they've done a nice job at identifying positions that they needed to, to add depth to, and then bringing in guys that uh, have the potential to help them. As far as what else they could be looking for. If I'm Syracuse, I'm still looking for another defensive lineman or two to try to bring in to bolster that depth because it was so bad last year, so thin. If you bring in a couple more big bodies, I think that would be helpful. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to go after a wide receiver. I still think that... Finding someone who can take some of the pressure off of Aranda Gadsden being the number one target, someone who can stretch the field a little bit, maybe be a number one wide receiver, not just a number one tight end, um, to to pair with Gadsden in the passing attack would be uh, a a significant addition. That doesn't mean you have to find someone in the portal. It has to be someone you think is a difference maker. wouldn't be surprised if if they tried to bring in a wide receiver. We know they've offered a couple in the portal most recently. um, The kid from Bowling Green, Tyler Broden, I believe, if I'm remembering his name correctly, but he's six foot seven. he's the tallest wide receiver in, uh, at the FBS level. Mm. He's gotten a ton of Power 5 offers. He's certainly going to have his options. But Syracuse did offer him, so they're clearly looking there. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if they looked for, for some more offensive line help as well. We know they brought in, as I said, Joe Moore. They brought in a couple of junior college players. So, you know, could they be looking at um, another tackle or perhaps an interior lineman to uh, bolster some of their depth up there? wouldn't be surprised to see them go that route either.
1: All right, uh, here we are, Mike. Uh, we're sitting, uh, I guess, today. It's four weeks from the next signing day. You know, that stuff, it, it just keeps uh, going here. That's the 1st of February coming up. Uh, you know, if you got one name you're watching, is there one name in the portal or, or high school that, that, that's, like, top of the list to, to have our eye on right now for the next month or so?
0: There's really not. I think I think it's actually positionally. I think it's it's quarterback. Uh, you know, we can look at some of these transfer opportunities as, as you know, guys can come in and, and fill in right away. But the biggest storyline going into the early signing period was what was going to happen with Lenora Sellers. He ends up picking South Carolina. Well, Syracuse has to bounce back from that. That means getting a quarterback in this class. So who do they end up offering and or bringing up on campus sometime during the next couple of weeks for an official visit? And I think that's going to be the number one thing. So whoever ends up being that guy is going to be the name that, that we're going to watch closest. We just don't know who that is yet. They're still in the evaluation process yeah. trying to figure out who it is that they, they want to try to bring in this class. But that's that's certainly going to be the number one storyline going into the late signing period is what they end up doing at quarterback.
1: And uh, the the fun here is uh, uh, my my prediction based on nothing. Syracuse will just get Lenoris in two years out of the portal. That's just how this works now. You know, quarterbacks go places. They. They transfer and then they go somewhere else. So you, you, get them, you get them without the wait a couple of years later. All right, so Mike, good stuff as always. So, something will happen between now and then. We, we don't know what it is yet, but I, I'm sure you'll have it covered uh, fully, whatever the next Syracuse football uh, roster move is. Uh, good to chat as always, and we'll, we'll catch up again soon.
0: Thanks. Happy New Year, Brian.
1: You as well. Mike McAllister, the publisher of Syracuse on Fan Nation, part of the Fan Nation uh, network. Uh, no one better as the comings and goings of the Syracuse uh, football uh, roster. And, uh, boy, have they been coming, going, and this way and that way and every which way here over the last uh, month or so and uh, not about to stop anytime soon. With that, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, Matt will be in here on the 411 in the 315. That is next. It's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.